This episode is brought to you by the official coffee of the Chromecast podcast, Fresh Roasted Coffee, who we've partnered with to make a special edition Chrome Unboxed anniversary blend. Here at Chrome Unboxed, we're not just nerdy about Chromebooks, we're also coffee snobs. And look, we wasted a lot of time hand roasting coffee before we found Fresh Roasted Coffee, and we haven't looked back since. This coffee is roasted fresh to order, immediately packaged, nitrogen flushed and shipped directly to your door. And although we can't officially say that this Chrome Unbox Edition tastes any better than the normal anniversary blend, that is the word around town. But don't just take our word for it. Pick up a bag for yourself and let us know what you think. You can grab a bag over at chromeunbox.com forward slash coffee. Welcome to the Chromecast the official podcast from Chrome Unbox, where we unpack everything from hardware to software in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS so that you can be more informed on all the latest updates, changes, and devices. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to yet another episode of the Chromecast. My name is Joe Humphrey, and I am joined here today by Gabriel Brangers. Hello. And Robbie Payne. Hey, what's up? I feel like I have to talk quiet because the way you introduced me. Hey, it's like I, I, I like to add some dimension to it, you know? <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> I don't know, man. I make this up every time. So there is hey, no, at least, ri- at least no rec- rhyme or reason. We record in the same general way. It's not like the live stream for our patrons where <laughs> we, we, we use a different device, single. set up, mic, all the thing every time. Typical, like, uh, let's try it this way this time. Typical Chrome Unbox, though. I mean, it's like we're always experimenting, trying to find a better way, or maybe not even a better way. It's it's just like no, it's another way. Yeah, it's, it's not just a better another. Way. Just well, what a if different we did way. this? The key what if we did this? Another what way. If we did this. What if always we did this? Another way. Yeah. Hey, we have, we have kind of settled on the slate or the go for for the live stream. Did we use the, the go last we, time. Yeah, we used the Lenovo once. I don't even. Yeah, okay, so I, I totally no, we haven't lied. settled on anything, there man. Is. Don't don't fool yourself. If you are the in only the, things we have settled on in this office are Tuesday and Friday lunch. That's it. <laughs> that's about it. Yeah, that's about coffee. It. Yeah, and we've coffee. been sticking with the yeah. same beans for a little bit. Yeah, speaking of fresh roasted coffee, I've been meaning to do a spot for them, but this will serve as that. Well, here you go. <laughs> there you go. Here you go. Consider yourself warned. Yes. Here comes the commercial. Yeah. Uh, this is not a commercial. <laughs> this is not a commercial. <laughs> do you want freshly delivered uh, coffee to your doorstep? No, you got to have some ambient music mm. in the background. Yeah. A little Folgers commercial. Yeah. yeah. Not Folgers. Yeah. <laughs> like that, that like morning birds chirping, yeah. making your espresso. We use espresso because we were spending too much money at the coffee shop, and we just nerd out on stuff and like to get the best of things. Like when when we go down a rabbit hole, it's like we like to find all of the available options and find the best one that fits like what we need. And for for that, it was by far the Breville uh, Barista. Oh, what's the name of that thing? Barista Pro. Barista no, something. Uh, Express. Barista Express. Yes. I, think, is that I don't know. We'll link it. It's it's you a gotta have the built-in machine. grinder. That's built-in yes. grinder. It's pressure. Six, it's got a pressure it, thing on it. It's six hundred bucks. It has all of the things you need for a home espresso machine, and it's fantastic. If you have we counter will, space, it's not small. Don't no, get me wrong. You no, need counter space. It's for good that size, thing. but uh, you can get it Best Buy. You can get it around most places. But we were roasting our own beans for a long time, and I think we've talked about that on this podcast. But then we found a service called Fresh Roasted Coffee, and as the name implies. <laughs> <laughs> they, you order your beans. They roast yeah, them. I'm and sure ship we them have, but you. have we broken down what what's the cost of it one was, americano in that? Oh, oh I don't know. We'd it's, have to. We need to measure because it ends up being about roughly two tablespoons of beans. Yeah. No, it's not even that. I don't mm, think. No, it's a tablespoon. About a tablespoon of beans. So it's it's 18 grams. Uh, so we just have to. The way we have the Math Breville, that out real quick. Yeah, yeah. the Breville has a thing where you can you know adjust uh, adjust your your grind because uh, your grind your volume of how much coffee goes into the portafilter and all that kind of stuff so that basically you want a two to one or three to one when you're dealing with espresso. Um, so if I'm putting 18 grams in, for instance, I want between 36 and 54 grams of outputted espresso. Liquid. Yeah. Um, and so we're, we're in that two to one to three to one somewhere in the midst of that. But I want to say we go with 17 grams. So yeah. how many ever grams is in a pound? Uh, so um, let's see. Let's ask be, Google. Hold on. Let's so, end. A pound. Google says four hundred. Yeah, I thought that four hundred fifty-four grams. Yeah. So uh, <clears throat> let's do uh, wow. real quick calculate and talk about rabbit holes. Here you go. Here we go. Uh, four hundred fifty-four grams 
Uh, we're going to divide that by, I think we do 17. Yeah, do 17. So we're getting 26.7 cups. Out yeah. of a pound. Out of, a, out of one we pound. Do, and we buy um, five-pound bags that are... What's our pound Our, our pound's about seven, seven bucks, yeah. plus a little bit of tax. Um, seven so divided seven by 26. by 20, almost 27, but we'll do we'll do 26. We'll yeah. do 26. It's cheap. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have a point I'm going to make here. As so soon as you get seven this. divided by 26 would be about 27 cents per cup. Per yeah. cup. Okay. Yeah. So versus so I, I, the yeah. $4 so downstairs. I have the, have the Nespresso <laughs> at home. Rob, Robbie has one too. And I ran out of my normal, uh, regular 7.7 ounce cup that I drink. And my wife had gotten some uh, Starbucks Colombian Nespresso ones. And a little smoky. They're a lot roastier than I expected. Yeah. Uh, she, I wasn't happy. Oddly enough, the Pike's Place is not as roasty as what you would because Mike's place is pretty harsh yeah oh yeah the Nespresso pods not bad at all (laughs) anyway so this morning I made I had some uh, single shots left from our original order it's the Il Cafe so it's not a double like we make here at the office it's a single shot so I had to make two of them yeah to make my Americano so two of those to make an Americano and it was good but that was a two dollar and twenty cent cup of coffee, right? Right, <laughs> so. and that's an espresso. Generally, you're going to be between a dollar and two dollars yeah, per cup. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I, I was thinking the other day actually that I was going to do this math and see how it, how what, it worked it out. Costs. You're welcome. The fact that we're talking a quarter a cup, yeah. Um, yeah. that it's, that quickly pays for itself if you think about it. If you're going to spend a hundred bucks on an espresso machine, for yeah. instance, or hundred fifty dollars, you're the the Breville's what five fifty? Yeah. Um, yeah. So that four hundred dollars gets made up pretty darn yeah. quick when you start saying every four cups of, or every uh cup of coffee you're saving yourself probably 75 cents to a dollar 50 depending on what you're you're yeah. making i mean that doesn't take very long no. when you're talking in the world of brewing cups of coffee well and especially as in a month are, yeah two months you're i mean done. i i know maybe some people are 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 still going out and getting some coffee but as far as like going down to coffee shops and getting coffee i mean i know there's probably maybe still some people around the country that are still doing that but in general like if anything, the pandemic has shown us like, oh, we can do really cool stuff at home yeah, and make so really we, good coffee at home. And I, I wonder, like, I wonder what some of the long term effects of that will be on like coffee shops and stuff. I think people will just like go back to normal eventually or try yes, to. Because I, I think <laughs> most people don't want to think this yeah. as much as we're talking. Right. Like the, the amount of time we just spent yeah. thinking about coffee yeah. too, too is much. more than anyone really people wants. Like to but you most look, people, yeah, most you people. look at though like how many people. I, I can't remember what company it was, but it's one of the old old flower. companies companies that's been around for hundreds of years they were talking about how their sales had skyrocketed because everyone became a baker when the pandemic hit. Uh, yeah yeah how many people are gonna continue to do it it's like my, my wife has um i don't want to say addicted but has become bent on making the perfect banana bread mm-hmm. she's yet to perfect it in her mind i think it's great but Every week we get new bananas so we can let them get near rotten and make yeah. banana bread. Yeah. I'm just wondering how many people will continue to do that who didn't do it before. For sure. I mean, I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't it's, know. It's going to have, have lasting effect for yeah. sure on, for, on everybody. I can tell you right now, my brain's already to the point where I'm thinking about measuring our Breville here yeah. so that I can see if it's going to fit in my kitchen and yeah. probably thinking about going to go buy one. I've, 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 I've really considered it pretty heavily for the here's, last here's like, the pa- year. the pain in but the butt the, with the it. They Stereso, have a, they the have a smaller fine. one. Yeah, it doesn't have the grinder. Yeah, you don't have a grinder, and it's it's just it's a pain in the butt. I think it's not as many bars of pressure also. I think no, it's a different bar. Yeah, you bar. get a 15 bar. You need the to brittle. buy the spin. No, yeah. that thing's crazy. And it's Dude, huge. It's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome, though. Oh, man. But, like, the, the cool thing about the Breville is if it if it would fit, like, again, i got to figure out if it's going to fit or not, but, A, it's going to save me a ton of money over the long term. Um, B, it gets me like my kids are really interested in coffee already. Uh, my son, especially. And so like it gets him introduced to what it actually looks like to make espresso and care about the finer details and not just throw a puck in. It reduces the environmental yeah. load. Um, and it sucks though. Cause they've got, Breville's got that smaller one, uh, that Greg got. It's a, it looks like it's like half the size of ours. Mm-hmm. Same thing. It's got the same bars of pressure and same pressure gauge and stuff on it. It just doesn't come with the grinder. And it's only a hundred bucks less. And I'm like, to get a grinder as good as the one you get on our Breville, you're going to spend more than a hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that so KitchenAid like, one that was here at the office. Though. They do have a new, new KitchenAid. Have you seen this? Mm-mm. There's a new KitchenAid grinder. Uh, it's a, just a smaller version. It looks like more of a standard you yeah. know, grind. Yeah. It doesn't look like a big 
mixer, yeah. <laughs> like the one that we had. It's like 160 bucks. Yeah, uh, and I'm sure that it's one good. was almost 300, and it looked like Robbie said it. All, it looks like a KitchenAid. They might have. Oh, yeah. They might as well have just sold a grinder attachment for KitchenAid. Well, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a little yeah. smaller. Yeah. It's pretty fair. big, <laughs> but it was it was honking. But it was a good grinder. Yeah, it, it is. Um, but it's just another pain in the butt to deal yeah. with versus well, the Breville being all in one. I just liked it because I could buy. Oh, that's nice. I I like that. But because I could buy a bag of whole beans and bring it in here and just grind it all and take it home. Yeah. But, yeah. But I mean, oh, like yeah. like you've said about getting a home espresso machine and everything in the in the environmental thing too. Like we buy in bulk from fresh roasted coffee, so we get five pounds at a time. And if you find that blend that you really like or that roast that you really like, you go ahead and get it. Yeah, you know, if you're going to go through it relatively quickly, you do need to make sure that it's sealed up. Like we have mason jars, we throw ours in. Um, Don't it, leave them sealed in mason jars for more than three weeks, though. <laughs> create some pressure. Blow your hand off. <laughs> yeah. We've had a few explosions. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, so, but for our <laughs> office, we have the three of us and then one other gentleman who works in the office across from us who we all drink from this coffee. And we, Robbie and I drink more coffee than anyone else, and we'll, we'll admit that. But we go through about that five pound bag a month, right? Yeah. It's right yeah. at, right at a month. Yep. So we have a four week just recurring. And that's, you order. know, one of us might stop in on the weekend and make a cup of coffee, but, it, and, you know, it averages out to, I don't know what. Five, six cups a day, maybe. Uh, Total. It yeah. depends on the day. Yeah. Some days yeah. I'm good for three or four myself. <laughs> I have my one espresso in the morning. That's that a whole it. nother podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, fresh roasted coffee is awesome. And the, the cost at the end of the day of us getting those pre-made beans or pre-roasted or roasted beans, I'm sorry, that are delivered to us was cheaper than the green beans that we were buying and in, in having to roast ourselves. Once you factored in the time and effort, and, and barely and even having to factor that yeah, stuff in. Right, to be yeah, honest it with was you, pretty close, just on its own. Yeah, without labor. Yeah, we were paying six ish dollars yeah. a pound. Right, but the the conversion gets crazy because too. yeah, you lose a quarter of that pound every time you roast it. So yep. we'd roast a pound of green coffee that would turn into three quarter pound. It turned into a twelve ounce. That's and then every so once twelve in a while, you would of burn. Yeah, yeah, and lose one a whole, whole roast. Yeah. Robbie, did, yeah, Robbie, Robbie never burned. Coffee. But yeah, uh, I mean, I did a few. We've we've settled. So we've Here settled on uh, we've we've settled on blackboard Blackbeard's revenge. Blackboard revenge. Blackboard <laughs> revenge. There was that other one that was that really would be good a funny. Tiger Nebula was good. Yeah, Tiger Nebula was very good. They got some cool names too. If you just want to peruse the website so, and look at their cool names, I got I got my mom hooked on fresh roasted coffee, and she's she's just gone through and picked a couple of the like staff picks, um, and she had some Guatemala. Uh, that was very good. I like a good one. Well, and the, uh, the thing is, like for a lot of people, if you're doing like an AeroPress or a pour over, or you have a regular drip coffee maker, whatever, then yeah, go grab single origins and explore all that stuff. That's fun. That's yeah. the part of brewed coffee I do miss because you start putting this kind of coffee, like single origin coffee, into an espresso machine and Not you just so you pull out the, the, the parts that make it really interesting in a brew aren't so interesting in a new in espresso they all they come out and just kind of get you so yeah. um that so we we kind of stick to espresso type blends so blends you know pull all sorts of different notes in yeah uh, but you know yeah. to each his own if you're if you're brewing your coffee uh, i think uh fresh roasted coffee becomes even more awesome if you brew without espresso makers because you can just try all sorts exactly. of stuff and just see what you like yeah. and see what you're into and yeah they don't they don't roast it till you order it which yeah. is amazing yeah, and and uh, yeah, go go check it out. We've got a discount. We'll make sure that uh, we link that down below in the show notes and everything. I think it's chromeunbox.com forward slash coffee. I think takes you there. <laughs> if it doesn't, it, it will. <laughs> Type it in. Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure that's it. I'm pretty sure that's what I made it. But that that takes yes. you to get. I didn't even know yep, that was the thing. Forward and slash I, coffee. And I forget exactly what the promo is. I can't remember. I think it's ten or fifteen percent off. If you do a subscription, you automatically get 20% off. But for those that don't want to do a prescription, prescription, <laughs> what is wrong with me, dude? Words know. hard. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. Go check it out. Uh, if you drink coffee often, this is by far uh, our recommendation for oh, yeah, getting way to fresh coffee. And fresh coffee yeah. gets you a much, much better cup of coffee pretty much nine times out of ten. So, yeah, go check it out. Okay, let's dig into some news. Yeah, uh, 15 minutes in, let's talk about Chromebooks. <laughs> we go we go down rabbit holes. Sorry, that's what we do. Not sorry. Uh, yeah, sorry, not no. sorry. 
Uh, so let's talk about 89. So I think we have maybe mentioned, like we, we mentioned last week in our interview with Alex that, you know, it was out and we asked him about some of his new favorite features and stuff, but we really haven't dug into all of the new features. Right. We've put out a video. Uh, maybe some of you all have seen that over on our YouTube channel, but uh, we wanted to kind of work through those here in the podcast and kind of flesh them out now that we've been using them a little bit more, right? You know, it's like... Yeah. You know, they come out and obviously we've been te testing stuff behind flags or in, you know, the different channels. But once it's out and it's stable and you get to sit and actually just use it for a week or two, you start to really figure out some of the kind of some of the details. So where do we want to start? Gosh, uh, I'd say uh, the phone hub is probably the yeah. like the numero uno thing that uh, is is first and foremost. But there's just so, so much in this update. Uh, so many awesome things that have changed and have shown up. But PhoneHub is one of the big ones uh, that, you know, we've been talking about PhoneHub for a while. Like, oh, wow. I a lot of the even. stuff in, in here, like, is, is stuff that we've either tinkered with or been messing with or turned on ourselves what's for funny, so long. Yeah, what's funny, though, is that usually we, we come across things in Canary and then we see them evolve and then they slowly make their way up the channels. And as they make their way up, they get ironed out. And PhoneHub just a month ago, maybe a month and a half ago, felt completely unfinished. Yeah, it like, was real broken. Whatever they did to get it ready for prime time, very impressed because I, I personally don't use it that much because just the connected devices alone did what I wanted it to do. I got right. you know I got my messages and then I got tethering if I needed it, but um, a lot of buzz about it in the Chrome OS world, just the tech world in general about, you know, how it works. And cause windows has had this for a while with their, um, what is it called? Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Gosh, I, dang it. I actually had it set up on the, my, is it just my phone? Oh, sure. My device, my, my device. Yeah. yeah, sure. Uh, and then like Samsung windows laptops do take it like a step further. I right. Think. They do a little bit different. If you have a Samsung phone and a Samsung windows laptop, there's some, additional stuff mirroring that you can get but you know ultimately what it comes down to is you know phone hub is this what it's called it's this is the beginning from what it sounds like yes of, definitely uh, deeper integration with phones and chromebooks android phones specifically like it'd be really awesome if they figured out a way to like put an app on ios phones and, and do the same thing and maybe they will uh, i think that would be beneficial for them to figure out but as it stands right now like all of this hooks up through your google account and then maybe they could do it through the Google app yeah, um, and just kind of build it in as part of that. But, you know, your Chromebook sees it. So I can open my phone hub right now. I'm looking at it. I see the battery percentage on my phone without having to touch it. I see how much connectivity I have on my phone. I can turn my hotspot on on my phone and then my Chromebook will connect to that instead. I click a button to silence my phone and it's the deep level silencing. So a lot of times I'll, I'll click my, on my OnePlus, I'll click up the, the slider on the side and that turns the ringer off on the phone, the physical ringer. Uh, but it doesn't necessarily silence the phone from notifications the way you would it in, in the evening, for instance. And like if I'm, we're using it for a script for a video, I'll still get pop-up notifications on the screen unless I remember to go and actually like at a system level, put it on do not disturb. That's what this does. When I click it, it's the exact same as going and hit do not disturb. You actually can see do not disturb show up on. Now see, uh, I did not know that. Yeah, so I've used the ringer a few times. I love that, but I yeah, did not find know my phone. that it actually does. So yeah, if you open, if you pull your turn your phone on and pull your notification shade down, as soon as you click that, you'll see do not disturb light up on your, on your notification. I'll I mean, be literally immediately, uh, and so you're getting because what happened. The reason I realized this is I turned it on on my Chromebook to mess around to check it, and then forgot, and I was getting phone calls and they weren't like lighting my phone up. And I'm like, is my phone app broken so i'm restarting my phone trying to figure out what was going on like why are my phone calls not it should take up my whole screen like a phone call should take precedence over everything and it just wasn't and it was because i had silenced my phone via my chromebook and it was on like not just silent it was on do not disturb Side so note, that's what this is doing this is driving me insane <laughs> <laughs> so my YouTube music app is closed, but my little, what, what is this called? The media. The media player that player sends a notification shit, it won't go away. Drives me insane. So I just noticed, so if I turn do not disturb on. Yeah, you here, see it go here too. Right. But if you do it the other way around, you get the little scrolling banner that says Google Play services letting you know that it's been silenced from, from your Chromebook because that doesn't show up when you just, you know, do it from your phone. And so, yeah, locate your phone, click it. No matter if your phone's silent or not, it will ring. 
uh, so you can find your phone. And then you have your recent Chrome tabs. So the last couple of things you've been looking at in your phone. Some of this is going to expand. We've talked about, you know, some of the stuff that's that's being shown where um, they're going to have maybe some simple uh, phone mirroring for notifications uh, because part of this is notifications as well. So any notification I get on my phone shows up now on my Chromebook. Good, uh, but if you use web apps for certain things, that creates problems. Discord, WhatsApp, for instance, I get notifications for both. So yes. a lot of times... If phone hubs up and working for me, I just turn off desktop notifications for those apps. Here's the problem with that. When those notifications come up, come up if I click them, they don't do anything because it's that's an Android phone notification. I'm trying to look at it and respond in a web application. And so you could respond in line, which is really nice. So I can click that respond button and go through and respond. But it, it it's a little janky. Uh, and again, I always think of the uh, end user who's just got a Chromebook. And they hook their phone up and they're like, oh, cool, look at that. Well, why am I getting two notifications? And why, when I click that notification, it doesn't go anywhere? Like, so they got to iron that stuff out. But I know we've talked about this, that that mirroring thing is coming. I don't think we're going to get full phone mirroring just sitting on your, like, I want to browse through my phone. Maybe, I don't know. But I think what's going to happen is if you click that notification, a mirrored version of that app will show up so that you can go ahead and respond and see the conversation there and then close that out. Um, yeah. how that will, how that will work down the road is a little bit of a question still because apps like WhatsApp are weird that way. You know, WhatsApp wants to, you know, has a web app that you have to have your phone nearby and scan the barcode and all that stuff. It's discord's not that way. Discord could, they could, if they would put out a proper web app for discord, the, the web interface is great, mm-hmm. but make the, get the PWA completely linked in. Um, you know, so that if I click that notification, it's just gonna, you know, like eh, most notifications you click on a Chromebook, if you have an Android app, it's going to ask you, which one do you want me to open this in? Right. Like I should be able to do that once open in the discord PWA and be done with it. And it will just take me to the discord PWA. But since it's fully web-based and I can have discord logged in on multiple, I can go into your Chromebook and go into incognito and log into discord. No, no phone necessary. Um, those hopefully will get sorted out uh, the way that they handle those things. But that that's the only real messy part of phone hub. Other than that, it's, it's been pretty yeah, awesome. Really, honestly. really good. Impressed. <clears throat> yeah. And Alex had even said that the phone battery was one of his favorite yeah. features of that. And it's yeah. simple. I mean, that's a simple little touch, but man, I wonder if they used his phone for this image because the battery is at 26%. <laughs> he said, he, he said he's notorious about not charge. I'm like that to uh, me. And the, I'm not, not a dig on anyone, but to me, that's just weird to me at night. Your phone goes on the charger. Yeah. Well, maybe he's uh, still rocking the three uh, XL like me where your phone dies. <laughs> you get a couple maybe. hours of battery. No, actually what? it's, I don't know these last couple updates like there for a while it was really bad but then these last couple updates um, my phone's lasting all day again huh. that's like I didn't uh, know could, that yeah, who, knows, who knows they optimized something yeah. and there was something pulling battery when it shouldn't have been probably play services it's always but also services. I mean <laughs> also part of, part of that too for me personally is just that at the desk my phone is I have a little uh, the Google Fi Lego dock oh yeah old school uh, that they sent us back in the day whenever Fi was just coming out and um uh, so, yeah, my phone's docked, like, kind of away from me most of the time during the day because all of, like, I mean, like we're talking about here, like, all my notifications and everything are kind of web-based. Now, right. So, I don't have to sit and fool with my phone very much, but. Does the OnePlus 9 have wireless charging? Yes, 9 and 9 Pro. The, the 9 Pro the is going to have that. One 50. of the 8s does, doesn't it? The 8. Uh, 8 Pro. Pro. Mm-hmm. And the 8. Uh, I, don't, I don't really need a new phone, but I, I have a wireless charging hub on my desk, and I just want to have that so I can just set my phone there. <laughs> Yeah, uh, the nine's going to have fifteen watt Qi charging, thirty watt with one plus yeah. thing. But then the the nine Pro will have fifty watt yeah. wireless charging. It's so going to be nuts. It's, it's going to burn a hole through the back. <laughs> yeah, <of them>. seriously. <laughs> and they're using like dual batteries, so that yeah. overheating's yeah. not a problem and all this stuff. Like, it's going to be. A, I'm looking forward to it. It's, uh, it's that's going to be a that's going to be a Robbie recommends. Hundred percent. Yeah. Um, When's that coming out? When When uh, are we going to start doing that? Twenty third is the the technical oh yeah. i was talking about when are we going to start yeah. doing robbie recommends newsletter uh, <laughs> no you know after we get everything else done <laughs> <laughs> always something to do yeah okay uh let's talk about yeah. one other feature and then we'll take a break for an ad so yeah your the, choice um i would say 
That's probably one of the most popular ones. Yeah, screen capture has to be. We've talked Dope. about it a bunch, <laughs> yeah. so we don't have to really go into depth yeah. here. But um, yeah, the, the screen capture is just official, finally. Um, and we've talked about it. We've done videos about it. If you're not familiar with it, uh, just go click near your clock now, and there's a screen capture button. You, the whole UI will come up. But I mean, whole screen, choose a window, choose a small selected area, move that area around, resize it, capture capture stills capture video yeah to be um, able to take partial video screen grabs to me so that cool. was Crazy. the big the biggest thing because i can just hone in on a specific spot on the screen and then just take a video of that i, I just I, that was cooler. a huge advancement from where the screen capture was yeah. so. and, and like even if you have a, a window that's not full screen you can select just the window instead mm-hmm. of having to try to perfectly draw around your window just select that window that's an option in this and you know, you can uh, it, it capture the microphone on your device, and so you can talk someone through something quickly. Grab that thing, send a send a video over to them, and and, and that's I think the main goal here. Like, it's not to be some uh, YouTube ready thing, which we found is is not a good idea. Uh, yeah. If you're going to post a video just of a screen grab, it's fine. But if you're trying to put it Match with audio. other audio and stuff, like it, there are some issues, obviously, with either bit rates or frame rates or something, but. If you're just creating a video, grabbing the audio from it and sending it over to somebody for instructional purposes or something like that, it's it's fantastic. And, you know, like if you pick up a Windows device, like just getting a screen grab is not the most straightforward thing in the world. And now we've got this tool on a Chromebook that to, to me, comparatively, I don't know what's Mac's, what, what does the Mac have as far as a screen grab, built-in screen grab tool? I, I, I don't remember if there's, I know you can do the full screen and then the... Uh, selection one but there is no video or anything that i'm aware of i don't know they they updated all that i i don't ever mess i don't ever mess around with features on this thing so i don't really know we'd have to check that out and see but But they did add some like new features and stuff i don't want to do it right now i don't want to mess up the recording but yeah it just feels like i don't know it feels like google went and moved forward on this and just did it the right way and the same people were doing this the main guy that was behind it uh the same guy that was behind desks uh, and has been yeah uh, for a bit and so it's like Put him on more stuff. Like give that guy a raise and and let him take more of these features because he does a great job and the people that work on this stuff do a great job of really identifying the, the useful parts of these types of features and getting them in place and then pushing them out at the right time when they're ready to go and, and, and just... Is he on Twitter? Fantastic. Um, I'd, I'd have to go find him. I don't yeah. know. We should try to find him and we'll link it if we can find him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can find him in the repositories. Yeah. Yeah. We know, we know him in there. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, it's, it's cool to see it here. Um, you know, instead of having to say, well, turn on a flag and we'll do this, you know, like, um, you know, we're, we're working on a video that probably by the time you're listening to this, highly likely this video will be out, but, uh, the nearby share feature, um, still isn't technically out. It was advertised with Chrome OS 89, um, and we've been messing with nearby share forever. It feels like now, uh, and just a couple days ago, there was a, uh, an article that went out on nine to five. We, we kind of reposted that article, um, about nearby share getting a new feature, basically a new kind of upgraded feature that allows you to not just share with all your contacts, but share with everybody. And it basically makes your phone available to anyone on the network for five minutes to share to or from, um, and I think this is important for nearby share as a feature. Generally speaking, if I walk up to somebody that's got an Android phone and I need to send you a, a, a thing real quick, we may or may not share contact information, you know, like, uh, especially when we're talking about like business kind of relationships like you, I may not have your phone number or your, your email or whatever. Uh, and that would, that would be an awkward thing to be like, Hey, can I get your contact info real quick? I just need to share this one thing with you uh, versus now I can just say, hey, I'm going to share this with you. Turn on nearby share. Available to everybody. There you are. Boom. Hit the button. Go. So it's like, cool. We're not sure when that will come out, but it will be pretty cool. Well, through a series of events yesterday, A, we figured out it was available on uh, Canary, uh, this this share with everyone for five minutes kind of thing. Um, and then this morning I started digging, and I was like, oh, it's on dev. Oh, look, it's on beta. It's tell, them, tell them what we did though yesterday. Yeah, we moved a. So there was a file that we you we all tried couldn't this, move. What a week, two weeks ago? Yeah. Yeah. Like I came in the office on in 
on the weekend and one of the, the pixels the was, was laying on, on Robbie's fire. desk and it was just on the Google photo screen trying to upload a file, but it wasn't doing anything. Something was jacked with that. So I don't it, know what it, was going it's what, on. What 72 hours phone, it tried to same up. file and it, it, it shared just fine yesterday. Six gigs. Yeah. 4k yeah. video. Yeah. Six gigs worth. And, uh, I don't know why I chose to do that. When I saw he had the, you know, turn on everything, we wanted to grab one of the phones that was logged into an account that doesn't have any contacts in it, basically. So make sure that it's not using the contacts, that it's actually doing the whole, you know, available to everyone uh, visibility thing. And so, you know, we grabbed the the Pixel, and that video was the last thing we really took on it. So that was there. So I, I just went to share it without even thinking. And it started going, and I was like, well, let's just see. And... Are we done? Um, they, took a bit, went. but I yeah, mean, it, it was a, a six minute. gig file, so yeah. And so impressive. I've done some testing this morning. Uh, it works perfectly in stable. You know, you don't need canary. It's one flag. Just turn the nearby sharing flag on. So you don't have to turn share sheet on. Is it, uh, it's already share there. Sheet. Cool. You don't need now. As far as sharing from the Chromebook out, uh, that really the visible visible to everybody is more about receiving. Stuff. Yeah, receiving yeah. Stuff you now. probably do have to enable the share sheet to share, to share from out. it. But, yeah, but but well, I don't even have. I was trying to find the other day some apps that I would have that would have nearby sharing. Twitter will sh- Twitter and Squoosh are the only two PWAs that I know we'll of. Share out. Yes, yeah, so they show up on the share sheet when you share from the Chromebook, which is weird. Yeah. Okay. So I guess yeah, I saw Twitter show up, but I thought it was going to share it to Twitter. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Sorry, yes, it shares it too. So like, yeah. if you but had it, I yeah. don't know of a PWA that has a share feature built out, in yeah. to share yeah. out because it's just not that's not really been a web thing. Um, you would go, you just copy the thing and go share it. Yeah. Um, so you'd have to find an Android app you'd want to use with that. So maybe like Google Photos. Yeah. Uh, would try. I just don't have a lot of Android apps installed to to mess with that. But ultimately. Usually it's not going to be me sending it from my Chromebook to the phone. It's almost always going to be I want to get it off my phone onto my Chromebook to do something with it uh, quickly. And for me, I, I still think web-based technologies are what I'm going to use. Uh, but it's cool to see. It's a this cool here. option. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, especially if somebody else uh, has a file of some sort they need to get. I need to get that on my Chromebook real quick. It's instead of like, well, hook this up and we'll send it here. Let me share this folder with you and you know all that kind of stuff and just boom nearby share. Click the button and it's going to be on my Chromebook. So uh, we're going to make a video about that because the available to everybody is just awesome. Uh, it's I, I think the the missing piece for nearby share, and it's already on Chromebooks. Like it's coming soon to Android, but it's already here for Chrome OS. It's just sitting behind a flag right now. So that's uh, another cool part of eighty uh, nine. There's so much cool stuff. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it, this aligned obviously with the tenth tenth anniversary yeah, was, and all that stuff. Yeah. So. They were probably holding some of this stuff back so that they could kind of make this big, big kind of grandiose. Which is funny that they did it on eighty nine. Like, why not wait till ninety? That nice round yeah. number. But I, I mean, know. March is March is the time. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, because seventy was a big one. Yeah, number seventy was yeah. the one before oh, yeah. the slate came out and had all the tablet, tablet mode. mode. And yeah, introduced all sorts of new. Yeah, speaking new stuff. speaking of the celebration, I forgot to mention up top. Uh, make sure to go get entered to win our giveaway. We found out this week that. Our giveaway that we're doing, the exclusive sleeves that Google sent us to give away the custom, um, you know, uh, I don't know what you would call it. Uh, it's not embroider. Uh, I guess it's, it's a, a screen, uh, a print on it. Yeah. Uh, the light bar, uh, you know, from the OG Pixel is on there. It's a cool, it's a cool sleeve. But what they sent us and what they sent out to other press people who got the swag is different than what is being sold yeah. on the Target store. So even more exclusive so than we thought. Even more exclu- exclusive. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very cool. Um, and yeah, the the sticker pack in there is dope. So yeah, definitely make sure to go get entered to win. I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick five more winners today. I picked five last week. Five more today, and then we'll do two more weeks after this. So until April second, yep. we're gonna be picking five winners every week. Because uh, yeah, Google reached out to us to do a giveaway, and of course we said yes. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so yeah, definitely go get entered to win. Okay. We're going to take a quick break for an ad, and we will be right back. This podcast is brought to you by NordVPN. We recommend the service, and we use NordVPN because they keep your browsing secure and private on any device. Whether you're using a Chromebook, an Android device, a Mac, an iPhone, or a Windows device, NordVPN is going to protect your browsing. They also have 24-7 customer support in case you ever have any issues, and they offer a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you want to learn more and maybe give it a try, head over to chromeunbox.com forward slash Nord, N-O-R-D. All righty, welcome back, everybody. We're going to continue 
the discussion about 89 and all of the great new features because again there's so many it's like they really did they really did wait they were like they were like we're making this big announcement about chrome os's 10th birthday let's save everything i mean not everything but there's a lot of great features yeah there's, there's a, a lot of more awesome stuff coming this year but yeah this was action-packed yeah for sure <laughs> so what's next what do you guys want to talk about uh, what we we kind of skipped past this one uh wi-fi sync which is pretty cool because wi-fi sync's been a thing for a while but now it crosses over from your phone to your chromebook so if you go somewhere where you've accessed the wi-fi before with your phone but you now have your chromebook you open it up as long as you have that in as long as your sync's enabled uh, that's supposed to automatically just see the wi-fi and log in credentials are all there and it's been working for me for a long time but i usually stay in canary so i don't there's supposed to be a setting for it never could find it and i think too the other the other part uh i did have to flip the flag in order to get the wi-fi sync for your phone uh in 89 i don't know if that's still the case at this point but that was the case last week it wasn't there without the flag i think we I think we said that in the video. I think that was one of the ones we said you gotta you have to flip a flag. Um, but yeah, the, I don't think it's as um, easy to notice as the way it was working on Chromebooks prior to now. Because you know we go through Chromebooks, you're signing out of different All Chromebooks, and it's whatever Chromebook you got with you is the one you take home that weekend kind of thing. And so, you know, I I noticed it pretty early on that it was working because I'm like I have not been home with this Chromebook yet. Usually I have to go sign in, and it would just hop on the Wi-Fi, no problem which I think is awesome. Uh, and I think it's the most useful part of Wi-Fi sync, but you know, trying to do this whole like Android Chrome OS playing nice together, uh, being able for it to share to, you know, your phone, I think is beneficial too, because a lot of times I might go to somewhere and sign in with my Chromebook and never bother doing so with my phone. Cause I'm like, Hey, I got five G over here. I'm, I don't, I don't really need to sign into Wi-Fi. Uh, but then when you do need it, you know, it's, it's already shared from the Chromebook now to the phone. And so that's, I don't know, it's just beneficial. It's just one of those just little, little things, man, it's a little quality of life thing that is, uh, that it's nice. Yeah. Um, and it's, and it's one of those too, that it's, it's just, it's the kind of going back to our discussion with, with Alex, you know, it's just the productive, like what, what, well, oh, darn, what's the little phrase that you even used in the video? Like, Simple doesn't have to mean like basically like non-productive or yeah, it like have to mean it's basic powerful, or featureless. Yeah. yeah, you know it just it just it's means like it's, it's easy to to it's deal easy with. Easy to do, and it's like that's a very probably complex thing that they're doing to share that through the account and however that's working. Yeah, but it just works. Right, and it's, it's and it's just it's nice. a complexity yeah. that's the, where the complexity is hidden from yeah. from the user and from the user's perspective. They're just like oh oh, I, oh that's cool. It's just, and it's just my, one more Wi-Fi. little, cool. one more little up. efficient kind of thing that just yeah. helps helps you get things done quicker. Yep. <laughs> I love it. I love those refinements of the OS, and like yeah. that's where we're getting. And it's I love I love it. So yeah, instead of them having to make these wholesale changes to exactly uproot everything, mm-hmm. it's, it feels like okay, they're settled on how things are going to look and how most of things are going to behave. Now let's start refining things. Like virtual desks is a perfect example of that. Like. All the the stuff that we've talked about prior to to this update, but all the stuff that's there for virtual desk now uh, are all just refinements. And and Alex even alluded to the fact that they're not done. You mm-hmm. know, they're going to yeah. do more stuff with it. I know one thing uh, we didn't talk say it. You know, while we we're on the on the call with him, but uh, you know they're they're getting ready to do persistent. Um, I can't think if I I think I wrote this. Yeah, I did. Uh, persistent. Um, windows that would be on all desks so you'll be able to assign a youtube music player or whatsapp chat or something you could say hey i want this on all my desks um instead of <laughs> because that's something i'm using whatever no matter what i'm, I'm in doing, i'm always yeah. in that um yeah so like our gmail or depending whatever your thing is you know like whatever thing you're doing right calendar now. calendar could be another good example right like and and they need it's going to be mirrored as they're they're considering it mirrored apps and so it's uh, it's not like they're, you're opening up yeah, multiple eight instances. instances. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And like, which same. one was I on? <laughs> like, that would be worthless and stupid. Yeah. Uh, this, is, this is a mirroring of one window across all your desks. And so... So another another front-end, simplistic, mm-hmm. probably very complex, probably complex on the app- application. Yeah. Right. Because I, I can't... How, I don't remember exactly how Alex worded it, but it was something yeah. like, just because something is easy to use doesn't mean it's basic. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I don't remember yeah, what powerful. I, and I stole that Sim- for, for simple, our video. Yeah, like <laughs> simple but powerful type thing. Uh, yeah. 
yeah just go listen to that interview that was such yeah. a fun interview um but yeah I, I like little stuff like that sounds little isn't little uh and and we know it's coming um so virtual desk will just keep evolving and, and it's cool to see the os get to that point where evolution is the rule now instead of this just massive replacement of stuff like sure. we, we mentioned chrome os 70 before um and it was cool to see all the new stuff and be like oh my god it's doing this and it's Whoa. doing that but be so drastic. That, yeah the tax that was on the developers at that point in time and it feels like like more people have been added maybe to the chrome os team and some more structure has been put in place and and, and better uh, management has been put in place since then you know i mean that's 19 versions of the os ago um that still felt completely helter skelter. Like they oh, were just yeah. like, let's do this, but also let's do that. Well, and, 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 stuff and then they launched, launched the slate and it was just like, a lot of it was broken still. Yeah. And then the slate got bad reviews because the slate was using all of those new things. Right. And it, so, yeah. yeah, it was rushed. It wasn't well thought out. And it feels like now they're taking their time developing these features and putting them out and then allowing for, Hey, let's, let's do the MVP method. You know, let's make a minimally viable product and get it out. Like, desks was that. Four desks, you know, not a whole lot going on. But it on. worked. Yeah. Like, and when they first launched it, if yeah. you remember, like, it didn't even have four-finger swipe. Like, it was go to overview mode, click the desk. But it worked. It was stable, worked, it was clean. And then they've just added. Right. And, and added that's what it, and it feels like they, they actually have sat down and created a roadmap. Because if you look back on the, the advent of uh, Android apps, that totally felt like Google saying, Oh, well, we have Chrome OS. It's getting popular. We have Android. It's popular. These two things should work together. And then they just did it. And it's like, dang, now we got to figure this out. Now it feels like, okay, here's the direction we want Chrome OS to go. Let's mindfully develop how we're going to get there. Right. Is what it feels like. Because, so. like, speaking of Android apps, like, <clears throat> we know that Arc VM is a thing, like, that, that they're, they're building a VM uh, virtual container for Android to live in, similar to Linux, similar to. You know, this one they're building for Steam and Borealis and Parallels and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Similar to, you know, Lacrosse and this, you know, splitting of Chrome OS from Chrome, the browser. Like, they figured this part out. Like, they get it. They get, they understand how to build specific containers to work in Chrome OS that don't feel like they're containered at all. Like, right. I get it. Still, there are certain things, like if you try to run certain Linux applications, if you don't have all the dependencies in place, that can still feel very much like a beta situation. Yeah, like it but Chrome like- OS is the perfect place for this kind of stuff, though, because you think about a Windows device that is already uh, somewhat resource-heavy because of the nature of Windows, or in its current state anyway. It may evolve out of that, and if it does, great. But trying to run a container in a virtual machine on bare metal on a Windows device and then using Windows as the host for that, things get really wonky really quick because Windows is already eating a lot of what's needed on that device. Chrome OS is lightweight enough that it can say, hey, look, I'm simply here to be the display for whatever it is you want to do. And we've talked about this before. Google could literally take this to developers and say, hey, here's an empty shell get all your stuff together, whatever you need to make your thing run and put it inside of this and Chrome OS will be the carrier for it. Yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah. And so like, I, and I think, you know, we're going to see that with like what you were saying with, with arc plus plus was, Oh God, somebody said we could do Android apps and we thought it was a good idea. We started doing it. Now we're realizing, uh Oh, this wasn't maybe the best way to do it. Uh, I think ArcVM will come and fix a lot of oh, that. Yeah. Uh, it looks like it's probably going to end up being Android 12 that's going to show up in there, and that's that'll be awesome. Uh, and hopefully, like, can you imagine a situation where, um, like, if you've messed with Lacrosse, you realize real quick how how well these containers can work. Like, everything's not perfect in Lacrosse just yet, but man, it is real close. Like, it is really good. It's hard to differentiate when you have it open between it and the Chrome. Yeah, that if you were new Chromebook. to Chrome OS and I handed you a Chromebook and I, it only had Lacrosse on the shelf, you would never know. If you came from Windows using Chrome no, on no, Windows, at all. you would never know the difference. The only thing I have not been able to do in Lacrosse that I normally would do is like pinch zooming doesn't work. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah, super weird. But it has to do with something probably where they haven't passed. That command, that, yeah, that, yeah. that API over to, to lacrosse. And so if you think about it, it's a, it's a mammoth undertaking with that because 
they've got to replace every functionality. And this Chrome obviously, clearly, is central to the Chrome OS experience. But duh, of course it is. Um, but you don't you don't think about all the number of things that Chrome is responsible for on your Chromebook. I mean, it's it's a bunch. Mm-hmm. And so for them to transition everything over to an, basically what amounts to an external application, uh, you know, that's going to, it's, it's, they've been working on it for a while. Yeah. Because all of your web reasons. apps, all of your PWAs, all of those things, system will now web be, apps. Yeah, system. they yeah, will I mean, now be handled by, so your settings menu, what you may not know this, your settings menu is technically an SWA. It's a, it is a tweaked version of Chrome that has all that stuff inside of it. And like the terminal is a system web mm-hmm. app. Now all those things will be handled by Chrome by lacrosse instead of the built in Chrome, I guess. But I mean, they may be able to leverage the framework for the Chrome that's on Chrome OS and use it for those types of things. I don't know. Yeah. I, I clearly they're going to use PWAs. They're going to be from lacrosse and that makes sense because you want yeah, to carry Twitter your and all that stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, but it's, the use of it, like the way it performs, doesn't feel like, oh, well, this is running in a virtual machine and all that. Like, it just feels like it's a native it local. running app. And so, yeah, because when it when it first popped up, you know, we we got it working and it it was an old version of Linux Chrome, so it looked like an old version of Chrome. Yeah. It was a little bit janky, but it didn't take long for them to get it where it was working really well. And then there were days where it was like, I think this might be running smoother than native yeah. Chrome. <laughs> yeah. And then they updated it at the styling and everything. Cause it, it's a version of Chrome for Linux, but it's a specifically mm-hmm. created version for Chrome OS. So if you open it now, it looks just like Chrome on, yeah, on I mean, your Chromebook. There's no difference. And, and <clears throat> the fact that they can pull that off and the fact that they feel confident enough to say, Hey, this is not just going to be, a thing you can do later like it seems like they're going to make this to where this you can make this the default browser yeah. for for mm-hmm. chrome os you know i've got thoughts on how that's going to play out and why that's good and we could be wrong like we've talked about a scenario where in the end lacrosse ends up just being the thing that is enabled whenever your chromebook goes out of date right like to keep your security up right and that's it and that's what right. they're going to do but I, I don't think that's what they're doing. No. It seems like with Chrome OS 94, when 94 hits, if you go look at the update schedule and everything, 94 is when they're going to start going to the four-week Chrome update cycle. And it just says, stay tuned for what we're doing with Chrome OS. Yeah. I, I, and maybe they're still figuring it out, but it's, it's plausible that eventually this will just supplant the, ver- the current Chrome or... Uh, it, maybe they're still figuring it out and they're, they're going to decide down the road, but I could easily see it just being, this is just what Chrome is on Chromebook. But yeah. Mm-hmm. And the underlying parts are still the OS. It's still there. It's, yeah. you know, but the, the underlying pieces of the OS have, have, have moved so far away from what Chrome is on other platforms from now. Like it, it makes sense. But the whole point is like if, if they're confident enough and that's where they end up going to say, Hey, on Chrome books, the version of Chrome we are going to deliver to the end user is going to be in a virtual machine. This isn't some side piece that you're doing. The main thing you'll do on your Chromebook will be running in a virtual machine. If they're that confident in the, in the ability to build these containers that work that well, it makes me really excited for what the upcoming Android virtual container will be like. Because I, I believe that they can probably solve a ton of the issues they have with the current container that they have right now and make Android apps just way, way better, way more stable, way more uh, easy to launch and less finicky with, you know, different chips and all that stuff. I mean, still to this day, I can install Call of Duty from Call of Duty Mobile from the Play Store. It doesn't say it's not compatible. It installs. It goes to the Activision screen and crashes on Intel Chromebooks. But it runs perfectly on ARM Chromebooks. And so it's like, that those are annoying things and those are things that people like us can get over and move on but end users that they pick their chromebook up it said it runs google play apps okay why 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 won't this run and why doesn't this run and why doesn't that go full screen and why does that one look so small what you like hopefully fingers crossed you know the if they're getting this good with containers that they're willing to say hey again the version of chrome you get on your chromebook is going to be in a container we got this container thing nailed. 
so I, I'm excited about that. We went way off on yeah on lacrosse. I was but, like, uh, but I man. don't I don't remember how to bring this back around here. But it's good. It's good conversation because yeah, uh, this, this is something I'm I'm really excited about, and uh, I I made my whole video about account switching you know and yeah. how to do that oh, yeah it's something simple but is... man it's going to be nice to have if 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 they end up rolling this out the way that we maybe think uh yeah. it, it could give me that functionality so yeah um so yeah i don't let's uh what what else, what else do we got yeah there's a couple other uh a couple other ones here so tote uh which is what they went with for <laughs> yeah, the holding sorry. space whatever <laughs> we saw it referred to cute. We saw tote in internally. Super cute. I thought that was the internal name. Yeah, I mean, the flag is holding space. Uh, I mean, it, it, everywhere on the device, it was always just holding space. So and like, like maybe, the file structure was called tote. And they were just like, and I like know, I, maybe, maybe totes are more popular in other places because like, I feel like we go to these events and we always get totes. You get tote bag. <laughs> and we're like, what am I going to do with this? I actually do use my Samsung tote, the kind of smaller one. Mm-hmm. I actually do use that for like disc golf stuff. I'll throw a bunch of stuff in there when I'm walking out of the that's house. The point. So and like, I do, is. I do, I do like it for that. And it's the name tote. and the name is fitting. Yeah. Prime example. Uh, I just feel like it should have a goat in it. <laughs> tote my goat. <goats. laughs> and we've talked again anyway. about tote a lot, but screen captures go there. Your downloads, your recent downloads go there. And any of the stuff that's there, you right-click or, or I think, you, yeah, you can just yeah. hover and click the pin button. A new thing pops up above it. Your pin files are there. And so it it's just this quick place to go and grab stuff. Well, you know, your nearby share. You get a new nearby share, guess what? It goes into Tote. You take one of those new screen recordings we just talked about, guess what? It goes into Tote. Yeah. And so all that stuff that you just did that you, oh, I need that file. Instead of now opening the files up, and go, it's right there in your tray. Yeah. It's just sitting there waiting for you to interact with it. You can drag stuff from it. Um, so yeah. I can drag this image out into a Chrome tab and open it up. I can drag it into an application and it'll open up, assuming the app the PWA or whatever uh, takes drag and drop. So like for grab it, yeah, I I use, that's what it. I use it yeah. for. Uh, grab it's still a little finicky. Like I can't drag it into the main space, but if I drag it anywhere the around right, the menu yeah, areas, like weird. that right open the, area, it, the, yeah. Whatever. Or the top bar, it'll do, yeah. it'll work. So but if I, I drag into the actual creative space and grab it, Which it's like, is I don't where know you would doing. think it needs to go. <laughs> yeah. But and it supports drag and drop. I think I'm pretty uh, sure it does. Uh, but whatever. Uh, or like for squoosh, you know, if I have a, an image I just saved, boom, for squoosh, it's it super squoosh. useful. Uh, so yeah, um, again, not a horribly complex looking thing, but just this helpful little thing that's down yeah. there next to one of the other features that launched with this one, which is the media player. Um, and there's there's more things in the bottom right. Yeah, if you've noticed, a, yeah. a lot of these things we're talking about—they're <laughs> all last there. Couple ones. They're all they're all kind of down there. And there's a date coming that's going to go yeah. down there. It's going to push all this over yeah. even more. So yeah. maybe and that those, that those apps those apps in the middle now. <laughs> that choice to move those apps to the middle, maybe not the best. <laughs> I could yeah. I could honestly see them moving them back to the left. Yeah, um, but. Yeah. I don't know. It's, I always keep my apps like uh, on the on the Mac. Like I keep all the apps over on the left, and they're centered. So like I don't know, but you don't. The system stuffs on the on the Mac is always up top. Up top, there. yeah. So they've split that kind of stuff, and so yeah. Unless they chose to do something like that, which yeah, I don't see which, happening, yeah. um, you could just move them back over to the left. Yeah, for sure. Um, with them being over there, and then because in tablet mode now, that whole bar goes away anyway. Exactly. And you bring up your own little center tray. I think originally before they did that move, that's centering them was to look better in tablet mode. They did that with Chrome OS seventy, and it's like ah, I don't think that was the right choice. Nope. Like, because I Mac, like the the, and it may have been accidental, but there was at one point where it was the, the animation of where they slid over. Yeah. Like if they would just you go to tablet mode and they center, and then you go back to clamshell. Yeah, yeah, yeah for left. sure. Yeah, and that's fine. Yeah, and, and it almost feels like they're going to have to. Like, I don't have that many pinned up here, and I'm already it's already pushing. I'm two two icons away from it having to scroll through my my pinned apps, and I'm like, there's no reason for that. There's dead space over on the left. Yeah. Like, move them back over. It's okay. This should nobody's going to get upset. I kind of feel like this. I know this is a USI compatible Chromebook. Yeah, that I should be that I should just be in the tray. The the pen yeah. tools. Oh, the little pen tool thing. Yeah. Yeah, because this this Chromebook doesn't have a native pen, but like I think USI. as soon as you touch a stylus there, boom, it pops then it shows up. up. Uh, but Love apart this. from that, so yeah, the media controls. Get back to that. the The media controls are pretty awesome. Uh, I think what we've all found is the most awesome part of it is when we're casting stuff, any media in the office. Those media controls, just like they would in your phone, show up and show you the media that's playing. So if you can look at what the song is, the artist. You can forward, back, you know, play, pause, all that stuff right there uh, automatically without having to 
do anything. You don't have to so cop into the cast session yeah. or whatever. You so just, you can sabotage someone's playlist if they're 100%. playing. Hundred percent. They're playing some dumb music you don't want to listen yeah. to. <laughs> We, also, no, I like it because you know sometimes be you're pu- you're plugged in and whatever, and there's a song on. I'm like, hey, what is this? Or you know, yeah. just, I can just click and look, and he doesn't have to talk to us anymore. Yeah, exactly. I can I mean, turn it off because it's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go to the next thing. Yeah. Uh, but obviously, if you're playing local stuff, videos, whatever, it, it shows that too. And so, you know, and if you, you got can a video move it playing, over into the. Uh, system tray yeah if you want to get it in your your, so it's no longer a media player in your already crowded notifications area top bar it's down below it (sighs) they should just Just never put those together either that was another choice in 70 that was made and i think it was dumb um they used to be separate yep you know and then and you don't have much vertical space at at which point does this become customizable Gotta be soon. They, yeah, because that's all. So your quick settings area yeah, looks some just like device Android. The other day, a, a smaller screen or something going on. It was actually this was swipeable it. or scrollable. Yeah, but I think you. I'm guessing you'd have to have more like extensions that would have quick settings because I don't know how you'd get enough to swipe it, or you know, bring it down to where it's only showing six sure and you can swipe them. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, make this thing. like Android's notification shade. Give me the option to edit it. Yeah, let me put the ones in I want and the other ones I don't. Let me get rid of them. Uh, but yeah, when that's expanded up there, I mean, think about it. You've got room for, what, two notifications up there? Like, Duet, I think, is the device that was on. Uh, it might be. It I bet you it's, down it's a just screen enough. size. Yeah, it's a screenshot thing. So like, once it knows the screen is smaller, it won't, it won't expand up to show nine. It's only going to show six and swipe yeah. or three and swipe. But um, but yeah, I mean, I, it, that would be adding yet another thing down there. So you'd have media and pen tools and phone hub and tote you know and notifications down there but i mean why not why not put it down there instead of taking up this space over here on the right it's it's super strange and again i think it was a decision that was made probably needs to be pulled back and changed back like move your move the apps over to the left put the notification you know and we can kind of let this space down here get a little bit excessive if we need to and i think some of them like these need to be i need to be able to turn them on and off like some people aren't going to like the media. I can pin it back in into the, the quick settings. Cool. I can get rid of that. Uh, phone hub. I think if you're going to use phone hub, I think you need phone hub down there. You can turn phone hub off if you don't want that icon down there. But if it's, if you're going to use it, it would be dumb to have to dig into settings click into to click it. That'd be terrible. Tote has to be there, but the pen tools, I don't know that Go. that needs, that doesn't need to be there until I in, bring a pen to the screen maybe. Um, so that, there's some, some things they can probably clean up there, but um, but yeah, the media tool is, I, I really, really like it. Um, uh, I really enjoy that. And so I think, oh yeah, enhanced clipboard. So yeah, that's cool. Uh, yeah. You just basically, if, instead of hitting control V to paste, hit uh, search V or everything key V, but even in Google's own stuff, they still call it search key. They so maybe, like, they're, maybe they're not going to stick with everything yeah. key. <laughs> Just kidding. But, we, we, no, yeah, forget the, that. But this feature, though, for someone <laughs> oh, who's really going to leverage something like Tote, maybe it's a graphic designer or someone who's constantly moving files around and pa- copy and pasting, the, this is a great feature. Oh, I it's think. already saved me multiple times because I will. I, I just get forgetful. I'll oh, copy I'll something constantly. and then be like, oh, wait. Yeah. I'll go do something. Next thing I know, I hit copy, and I'm like, oh, I don't have wait. Yeah. Oh, no, I do it, it when, I'm, when I'm publishing an email. Yeah. I'll copy the title of what an was, article and then I'm like, oh man, I, was it, was I it just copied the link and did was, it. Wasn't there a thing on Windows back in the day? Was it just called Clipboard? What yeah, was that? Theirs was yeah. just yeah. called Clipboard. Yeah. Yeah, that's what this is. Yeah. It's still called your Clipboard. Yeah. Um, just got five items <laughs> in it now. Just um, just has more options. And I think Windows does that now yeah. too. Uh, as long as you don't, I don't know how to access it technically, but I think ever, most operating systems now hold multiple things in your Clipboard. Uh, Chrome OS just didn't. Um, so it's, it, it's nice. Uh, you get the last five things. And then quick answers, uh, we have figured out, I think still you have to have a, let's see, let's uh, have a flag I gotta for that find one. a thing. Feature. I did feature right here, and it worked. Which, uh, let me see, feature, there we go. I think you still in stable stuff to turn the flag on for it. Yeah, I'm not getting it. Um, if you turn the, 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 um, quick answers flag on basically just for words or if it's a measurement or something like that, you can highlight it, right click it and you'll see a, the assistant pop up and kind of give you a little bit of helpful, helpful knowledge there, which is kind of cool. Uh, the select to speak is, is 
still the same kind as it was. Uh, so added that cool little player, I guess. Yeah, the player's yeah. cool. And was the highlight thing there before? I don't Were think you, so. I think Not you just like started that. select the speak yeah. and you clicked on something and it started going. Uh, now you you know you kind of drag a little box, you draw it, yeah. drag a box around the thing you want, and that's kind of where it generally starts. Highlights the words as it's reading. You can change the speed of the playback, play pause, hit forward back to jump to the next piece, uh, usually the next heading or paragraph or whatever. Yeah, they just they need to change the voices. That's yeah. the Pull only in the assistant problem. into this. Because that <laughs> how is that is did that replace Chromevox or is Chromevox still a thing? I think that replaced because Chromevox was the I same wouldn't. thing, right? It was a screen reader, correct? Yeah, but I wonder can this select to speak thing work outside of the web? Like, can it work in system level stuff? I don't know. But the more they make system apps, web apps, right. don't have to worry One about it. the same. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's probably part of the reason they're yeah. moving to that so that you don't have like hard coded system stuff and then web stuff. It's just all web stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. So Chromebox is considered spoken feedback. So, like, to speak. Yeah. Just so, like, it okay. will buttons and stuff on yeah. the screen. Like, it would be able to understand, like, if you touched, um, like, the little home button on the left, it would say that out loud. So. Uh, it's a it's a further system level accessibility versus screen readers like mostly web content. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't even know if it it would work in Android apps or anything. But um, so yeah, I think <laughs> I think that covers everything. That's it. That's, yeah, that's all. Yeah. So sorry guys, no more stuff. Um, yeah. So the next Chrome OS update, Chrome OS ninety, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, we. Uh, <clears throat> uh, Here's a security patch. Yeah, yeah. we fixed We're that, done. that one bug over there. We added a persistent desks, right? <laughs> yeah. Chrome OS 90 is Chrome OS 89 hungover. That's really That's all it, it is. <laughs> they they were like, we're tired. And I didn't Sorry. mention uh, virtual desks. Like we said, like, oh, they've done all this stuff. You get eight desks now. Oh, yeah. You and can you drag can, to rearrange yeah, them. Try. That's the big one for me. Um, Was rename part of this? Naming nah, the desks? they've that been able to do that. Like when you create a new desk, though, there's a nudge now where it, it immediately puts your cursor into a highlighted box. Like it wants you to name your desk. It doesn't just give it a name. So it, then they, Google says that this is to help encourage you to use them. And yeah, for me, it does. It helps me organize them, keep them. Absolutely. Uh, it's supposed to work where whatever the stuff you have open, if you turn your Chromebook off, turn it back on, it would all restore. I, I couldn't get that to work. Nope. Um, and so we'll see, we'll see if that ever actually becomes a thing. Um, it's, they're working on it clearly, but yeah, the ability to to rearrange my desks has been the most productive thing because if I'm in like build something, make something mode, you know, I want my main desk and my next desk over to be the one with my creative tools in it. But if I'm writing or answering email, then I'd rather have my messaging and that kind of stuff up next. And I just rearrange yeah. them as I see fit. Drag them. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so again, yeah, it is weird to be like, oh, that's it because we just spent, you know, 45 minutes talking about all this stuff. But yeah, there's, it's so much. There's, there's a lot of really cool stuff and again, it's it's about this refinement of the OS uh, that that is has me really excited about the future of Chrome OS and definitely, definitely encourage everyone to go check out last week's episode where we talked with uh, with Alexander and had a, had a really fun conversation with him and it's always fun to have folks from Google because like, you know they can't say certain things and everything, and we like Robbie was trying to push to see if he'd say something about a new Pixel Book, and he just just blew just right didn't by. Didn't even say anything. But it is didn't cool, like flinch. hearing. It's cool hearing their like big picture view of Chrome OS because like we just get so, you know, we're we're in it every day, and we're always looking for the new things and doing all this. And, like we're so we're so we're in the weeds, right? And it's cool to kind of take that step back. In this and this update and all of these new features has kind of done that for me to say like wow like look at all of this stuff and these refinements and kind of taking that step back and saying like this OS is becoming really powerful and and robust right and, and feature rich and yeah. useful but not complex like not crowded and right it doesn't feel janky. overwhelming yeah and like it's it, you know they're adding stuff that's useful and it's really cool so their, uh, their whole statement about like you know the upcoming the next 10 years or whatever is all about like intuitive features yes. and features that help connect, you and, and yeah and connect, connecting your devices connected devices and yeah and so my, my thought is probably more assistant type stuff um, more features that just work well with one another and you're seeing that with the new stuff oh, yeah you, you see like between the you know tote and phone hub and screen recorder like they all just kind of work really easily with one another the way that you would expect them to um and so i think some of the legacy things that they're 
they're going to have to do working through like how how do we get you know how do we make our camera better like we've seen some stuff like expert yeah. mode coming yeah, for cameras and stuff but but additionally you know better algorithms that that take better advantage of the cameras and 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 make the camera app better and you know like these pieces of the OS now that they're they're going to be able to start working on and, and okay now let's hone this thing down and let's let's fix this and and instead of being so Google about it all the time let's throw let's throw all these things up on the wall and see what and sticks. just see yeah how how many broken pieces they'll deal with yeah. before they complain you know it's and it's and it's, it's a maturity yeah, yeah it's a maturity of the OS yeah and, and I think yeah. that was the big difference with eighty nine was that a lot if not most of what Google has done with Chrome OS and other things always has that beta feel to it I mean <laughs> yeah, Linux was sure. in beta for over a year Android was in beta for Android over. still feels like it's in yeah, beta it most really times does. and instead it was like hey guys we're gonna roll out a ton of new features but we're going to roll them out and roll them out well. They're yeah. going to be re- a, they're going to be ready for yeah. people to use and make a big announcement about yeah. it and invite some press in to to give them a talk about what all we're doing and our vision of this OS and <clears throat> so yeah, it's this was a cool update and again, I mean just incredibly humbled that Google reached out to us to do the giveaway and and for us to be involved even in just that that very small way with this version this big version rollout, you know, like this is a big deal. Chrome OS is 10 and they wanted to make a big splash and, and they did. So, uh, go check out our video in the video. We kind of go through, uh, these features and, and give a quick kind of how to or tutorial on each of them. But we're like Robbie said, we're going to be putting out, um, we're going to be putting out another video today, most likely, uh, going through the nearby share stuff. Cause we didn't even like, we didn't even talk about that one in the first video, do we? No. Cause when it first rolled oh, yeah, out, cause remember, we were having we, trouble yeah. with it and stuff. Like and, your phone wasn't showing up and then yeah, it was like, now, yeah. and maybe they were backside working yeah. on some stuff. Cause there's been one, I think there's been one incremental update yeah. already to 89. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, go, go check out that video when we put that out. And, um, uh, yeah, I appreciate you all tuning in. Definitely go get entered to win the giveaway. We'll link it and everything. But, uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you guys next week. See ya. Hey, guys, thanks for tuning in. You can find show notes over at chromeunbox.com forward slash podcast. And if you want to stay up to date with everything that's happening in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, make sure to check out our website, chromeunbox.com, and follow us on social media by searching for at Chrome Unboxed. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.